Welcome to the Dr. Janine Show. I'm Dr. Janine Baring, naturopathic doctor, and today I'm talking all about circadian rhythms, how to lose weight and get more sleep. So make sure you stay tuned for the entire show. Again, we have our trivia section of the show. This week's giveaway is the VitaTree Stress and Sleep Formula. So this is from our great sponsors at VitaTree. We thank them for supporting this program, of course, and you have the ability to win this. So don't go anywhere. You're going to love all the info in today's show. This is a topic that is true and dear to my heart, which is, you know, the makings of my next book. I'm writing my third book right now. So it's all very exciting. If you're new to my channel, welcome in. I appreciate all the new followers. Make sure that you are subscribed. If you do have questions and comments throughout the show, make sure you drop them in the comment section below. I appreciate all the love, all the likes that I'm already at almost a thousand likes coming through. So I thank all of you for that and all those gifts and presents and all those fun things that you can send me on all the different platforms. And of course, share this episode today. So hit that share right now, share it with a few friends. I promise you will love today's information. Okay, so we're going to get started now. What are circadian rhythms? Well, did you know that our body has different types of rhythms in the body? So we have infradian rhythms, and these are usually longer than the 24 hours. A great example of this is a woman's cycle, her monthly cycle, which follows the moon, which is usually on a monthly cycle. We also have ultradian rhythms, and these are typically less than 24 hours in length. And some great examples of this are exertion and rest. And this happens actually every two hours for humans, which is interesting. So if you kind of think about when you have peaks of energy throughout the day, this is happening on a two hour wave and those dips in energy as well. This also regulates our physical, but our hormonal secretion and our different stages of sleep are on these ultradian rhythms. It also can regulate our human performance. And I'm going to talk a little bit about this best time to exercise during the day to maximize these ultradian rhythms. And of course, we have circadian rhythms. And these are typically on the 24 hour clock, which I am focusing in on today. So talking today about circadian and ultradian rhythms. Now, what is normal for a circadian rhythm? So if we take a look at the traditional Chinese medicine clock, and this is going back thousands and thousands of years, we know that different organ systems are more active at different times of the day. And on the TCM chart, we can see here, for instance, our liver is most active between 2 and 4 a.m. So sometimes when you wake up in the middle of the night, it's because of toxicity. So you know that I talk a lot about detox and toxicity. That toxicity in the liver, your liver is having a hard time dealing with that toxicity, and that could be one of the reasons why you're waking up. So just as an aside. So let's talk a little bit now, and I get a ton of questions about shift work. So when we talk about, you know, people who struggle, whether... It is the risk of obesity, which definitely is hand in hand and goes hand in hand with shift work, but also metabolic syndrome. So hormonal imbalances, inflammation in the body, and of course, impaired glucose metabolism. A lot of these symptoms, if you've watched me before and you've seen my other videos, it sounds a lot like leptin resistance. So if you don't know what leptin resistance is and how this is tied into your rhythms of the day and the light cycle, 
which we know controls, of course, our melatonin levels of ha and having good sleep, but also that weight gain ties back to the leptin resistance as well. Please check out my other videos on leptin resistance. Really, really important that you get this leptin resistance under control. And some of the tips that I have for shift workers are very similar to the tips that I share for leptin resistance. So tip number one is getting a lot of sunlight. So natural sunlight in your eyes, on your skin, especially in the hours when you are awake during your shift work, get as much natural light as possible. Another tip for shift workers is to avoid caffeine at least in the last four hours of your shift. Caffeine, which I'm going to go into a little bit of detail about with our circadian rhythms. Caffeine does have a negative impact on our melatonin levels, which we know that we need for sleep. So if you know that you're finishing your shift, you're going to have to go and sleep sometime soon that, you know, avoid that caffeine. This can, this can be challenging. I know if you're trying to keep yourself awake, but doing your best to avoid it in the last four hours of your shift. Another tip for shift workers is to avoid blue light toxicity. So blue light toxicity is any type of artificial light that's coming in your eyes when you should be sleeping. So one of the things to do or when you, your body should be calming down and getting ready for sleep, one thing is to consider wearing the blue light blocking glasses. So these are specifically blocking that blue light around 470 nanometers, which is important. Another tip is to wear an eye mask when you are sleeping because you want to black, black out as much of that artificial light or even natural light you, that you have in your environment when you are trying to have your sleep period, if you are a shift worker. And another tip is to do time-restricted eating. So this was actually done in a study, and they found that for shift workers, the time-restricted feeding for the prevention of cardiometabolic diseases and high-stress occupations, and this was a review, and they found that this time-restricted feeding, which means closing your eating window to a shorter period of time, help, may help to reset and synchronize the circadian rhythm. Them. So that is very, very important. So that study, I promise we'll put the links to the studies in the description of this video on YouTube so you can check it out for more information. And another one is temperature control. So one little tip that you can do is have a hot, hot shower before you plan on sleeping. And now your body's adaptive system is going to cool you down to counteract that heat. You could use a sauna as well. And this can really help with sleep because now your body is going to be cooler. And of course, we need that cooler temperature for our proper melatonin secretion and our thyroid hormone secretion as well as we sleep. So these are kind of, you know, little tips that you can use if you do struggle, especially with your weight, with shift work, and you're not getting enough restful sleep and you're not getting proper melatonin secretion, then these tips hopefully will help you. I'd love to hear from you. So make sure you drop a comment in the comment section below. If you're just tuning in, I'm Dr. Janine. Today, I'm talking about circadian rhythms, how to lose weight and get more sleep. Hello to everybody who's watching on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram and on TikTok as well. I know that a lot of my regulars are here. Nice to see you. And it's great that you are all tuning in. And I see some of my TikTok followers are conversing with one another, which is always so cool as well because you guys met on TikTok. Um, so that is always fun. So don't forget to click the notification button as well. So this is a new thing that I learned about, especially, you know, in subscribe, you have that on YouTube. 
get the notifications in Facebook when I go live as well on Instagram. And on TikTok, there's that little bell close to my icon um, at the top. So just click that bell and choose your first option there so that you're always notified when I go live so you can join in on the fun. Okay, let's talk a little bit about daylight savings. So how many of you have gone through daylight savings? So I know that it's not consistent around the world. So depending on where you're tuning in from today, and please let me know that in the comments as well. It's always so great to know where everybody is from. But here where I live in Canada, in my province in Ontario, we do change the clocks. And this happened just on Sunday. And it's really frightening. So this there has been research done as to how this affects us. People kind of laugh and oh, I'm tired today or I'm not, you know, I'm I'm out of sync or whatever. When we change the clocks and typically in the spring, we spring forward an hour. Then in the fall, we usually fall back an hour in our in our clocks. But one study actually found that there's an increased risk of heart attack on the Monday after the springing forward by 24%. Now, the fall back, the heart attack rates were dropped by 21% on the Tuesday following the fall back. So really interesting to note that, yes, there is something that's happening with our circadian rhythms. There's something about the stress and the impact of changing the clocks just one hour. And this is only happening twice a year for people that live in regions that have daylight savings, that this is really something to, you know, make note of. Now, it's interesting when I was doing my research on this, what came up were a bunch of lawyers websites when I was looking up increased accidents around circadian rhythms. Yeah, around the time change. And I guess there have been claims and, and things that people are a lot of people are against the time change um, in regions of, you know, North America that they're fighting against it because definitely there is that and that study has proven that there is an increased risk of heart attack as well as accidents we know as well. Okay, now let's get into a topic that I've shared in other videos. If you're new to my content, you know that I'm all about, you know, optimizing your health and doing it naturally and with very tangible things that you can do. So I'm going to share some great tips here in terms of your light exposure, especially blue light toxicity and your sleep. So for example, you like to look at your devices close to bedtime. This is one of the worst things that you can do for your health and your circadian rhythms. And this affects your metabolism. This affects your cardiovascular system. One study was actually done and it's called the iPad hangover. So what they found here that is that when light hits the retina, there's something called AANAT and that production is depressed. Now we know that AANAT is an enzyme that helps to increase our melatonin production. So if we don't have enough melatonin, we know that we don't have good sleep and we don't have a deep restful sleep. So this is something that we need to be in a dark place in order for that proper melatonin secretion to happen, that we have that proper REM sleep as well throughout the night. And we know that sleep is very restorative, but melatonin beyond sleep is a very powerful antioxidant. So a lot of links now have been made between melatonin depletion and developing cancer and other, you know, chronic autoimmune conditions as well. So this is very, very important. So if we are chronically suppressing our melatonin with that evening light exposure, this can have some serious health risks, such as cancer being, you know, a big one. So in the study, they did find that 
that exposure was something that was definitely, you know, not the best thing for their health. So what they did was for five days in a row and four hours before it was supposed to be lights out, but in an otherwise dim light, the study participants either used an Apple iPad on maximum brightness or they were reading a print book with just ambient light. Now, the iPad's peak light output is in the blue range. And this is what people don't realize. When you've got your devices, iPad, cell phone, even your LED lights in your home, most of them are very high in the blue range of that visible spectrum of light, which mimics early morning sunlight, which wakes you up. So natural sunlight is supposed to wake you up in the morning and that blue light is only in the morning sun rays. So what I'm saying now is that if you're looking at all your devices, you're giving your brain the signal to be awake that it's morning time. So if you do that just before bed, so we know that sunlight is usually around 500 nanometers and a little bit below that. And our devices are usually around 400, 452, as in the study that I mentioned that it will, it will suppress your ability to get to sleep. Now, in this study, it found that it took about 10 minutes longer for people to fall asleep. That doesn't seem like a big deal. However, they all experienced less REM sleep. They found it much harder to feel fully awake in the morning than the people who just read a good old-fashioned book with natural dim light. So... Is there something that we can do about this? Well, I know not everybody's going to give up, you know, watching their Netflix before bed or watching their Dr. Janine shows, you know, um, and interacting on, on the TikToks before bed, but we can use the blue light blocking glasses. So this is something that I do every night. I try to get my kids um, to do this as well. And putting these on, especially if you're on a device close to bedtime. Now, these are very yellow ones. These are sort of my daytime ones. I have even more red ones that I use closer to bedtime and they block out all of the blue light. They make everything red, but I'm used to seeing my screens, you know, with that, that change in, in coloration and you get used to it. But this is remarkable for helping to ensure that you have that proper melatonin secretion. One study actually found that by using the amber lenses, that there was a significant improvement in sleep quality relative to the control group. And this is what we can see on this graph. So if you're watching on YouTube, you can see that with bright light, you can see melatonin was, you know, close to baseline, no melatonin. But even with, you know, dim light or using the blue light blocking glasses, there was a proper melatonin secretion throughout the nighttime. So very, very important to use your blue light blocking glasses, especially after the sun has gone down and you are on devices, you have artificial lights in your environment. Candle flame or firelight would be an exception. You don't need the blue light blocking glasses, but let's be honest, how many people, you know, in the evening are, are having that type of light. So that's really important that you use the blue light blocking glasses. So if you're just tuning in, welcome. I'm Dr. Janine. Today I'm talking all about circadian rhythms, how to lose weight and get more sleep. So we're streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Don't forget to turn on your notifications. Click that little bell, which I've just realized you can do, of course, in by clicking on my face in TikTok and doing that. Thank you for all the likes coming through. I see we're almost at 9K likes on TikTok. Oh, 
I love this. This is so much fun. So thank you and good morning to everybody. And you're, Julie, your prescription glasses have a blue filter in the lenses. Yes, a lot of prescription glasses now do have that. It's something to definitely ask for if you are, if it's time for you for um, getting a new prescription eyeglass, which is fantastic. Okay, let's talk a little bit about caffeine and circadian rhythms. So we know that the circadian clock in humans is controlled primarily by something called the suprachiasmatic nucleus. And this is in the brain. We can see it here. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see this in the hypothalamus. And on Facebook, you can see this as well. So the great thing about the SCN is that this is the master body clock of our body controls everything that's going and all of the other clocks. So most of our organs, our tissues, our cells have their own clocks as well. But the master clock is the SCN and it's in the hypothalamus and it's very closely situated to where a lot of our hormones are secreted as well. So does, does that sort of make sense? Yeah, I think it does in terms of, you know, leptin resistance and all the things that I typically talk about in terms of why it's so important to have that proper light exposure in our eyes. Now, the thing with caffeine is that it is affecting the SCN and our circadian rhythms in three different ways. So one way is that it actually blocks our adenosine receptors that normally will help to reduce our cyclic AMP levels, which of course is going to increase our energy and our alertness. Caffeine also binds something called phosphodiesterase enzymes, and this degrades CAMP as well. So if this is blocked, then our CAMP is is raised. And again, we are going to have issues with trying to fall asleep and having that restful, you know, relaxed situation. Another way that caffeine is working is that it's binding something called ryanodine receptors, which are regulated by calcium ions in the SEN, again, increasing alertness. So it's really important. Even if you don't think that you're caffeine sensitive, I'm just going to say this, Caffeine will affect your ability to have a deep and restful sleep and to get into that REM sleep and have, you know, maybe productive dreams that give you ideas and manifestations. So I'm just saying, even though you think it's not affecting you, it could possibly be affecting you. So just try at least, I like to say in the six, four to uh, at least six hours before bedtime when we have our natural secretion of our melatonin and it's peaking uh, at nighttime. Again, not just only for sleep, but for the antioxidant reasons and protection from cancer and diseases, why we want to have sufficient levels of melatonin that you really limit your caffeine later in the day. Now, another thing to think about is dark therapy. So dark therapy, of course, is the process of greatly reducing exposure to any type of light during the hours before sleep. So similar to the blue light blocking glasses, but now we're talking any type of light. So just make it dark in your homes, especially if you have a sleep disorder, you have difficulty sleeping, make it very, very dark. I'm the person in the house turns off every light when, you know, after the sun has gone down, I'm making it as dark as possible in our home. And I think it does make a big difference for everybody just kind of, I did this always with my kids. The kids are hyper running around. I just shut down 
down all the lights to just try to calm and maybe get some melatonin secretion happening, which is really important. But dark therapy is actually a thing. And it's been used for the treatment of mania and in bipolar uh, depression and disorders, as well as chronic fatigue syndrome uh, for people who have migraines and migraine headaches, chronic headaches. Also helps to decrease the risk of headaches in general, cancer, and even obesity. So this dark therapy is a real thing. And yes, so weight gain as it's related to our melatonin levels, as it's related to our thyroid hormone and proper thyroid secretion, very, very important. So you want to do your best to get in that dark place before bed and block that blue light. Again, using your blue blocking glasses, especially before bed is really going to help you. You can even lose weight just from doing this alone. Okay. I want to continue on. Hello to everybody who's joining in and thank you for all the follows, all the shares. I know a, a bunch of you are sharing the video as well. So I thank all of you for sharing. Let's talk about exercise. So is there a better time based on our ultradian and our circadian rhythms to exercise? Well, the research actually shows that that window of opportunity is usually later afternoon. So between 3 and 7 p.m. This is actually when we have our highest body temperature. Our blood sugar is best and, and stabilized because we've had our midday meal. Our digestion is complete, and that's important in terms of traditional Chinese medicine, that digestion and the energy used for digestion is now not going to be compromised by doing some, you know, vigorous activity. And our muscle strength actually peaks around 5 p.m. And this is something that it has been found in the research that we actually burn the most calories around 5 p.m. So this is really the optimized time to have your exercise routine. And, you know, looking at, at the traditional Chinese medicine chart, it actually indicates that, you know, in that later afternoon period is the best time for our cardiovascular health as well. So if you're just tuning in, I'm Dr. Janine. I'm talking about circadian rhythms today and how to lose weight and get more sleep. We are streaming live on all platforms. It's great to have you all here and thank you for tuning in. If you do have questions throughout the show, make sure you're dropping them in the comment section. I will stay on live on TikTok and on Instagram after the show closes, so don't go anywhere uh, because I'll answer some more questions then. And don't forget, we have our quiz section coming Coming up. So we will be playing for a free product from our great sponsors at Vitatree. Okay, when is the best time for our meals? Well, according to traditional Chinese medicine, there's different windows of opportunity for proper digestion. So when we look at the traditional Chinese medicine chart, we can see that between 7 and 9 a.m. is usually the best time for breakfast. And midday, usually between 11 and 1 p.m. for our midday meal. And between 5 and 7 p.m. for our last meal of the day. And that's when, you know, certain organ systems are most active and will help us to have that proper digestion. Now, I do get a question a lot. What about intermittent fasting? So here's a little hack for you. If you are trying to lose weight, in my opinion, a lot of people are doing intermittent fasting in the wrong way to maximize weight loss. Yes, if you know, you've know you not fasted before, you definitely will lose weight when you start to do the intermittent fasting and closing your eating window. Usually the 16-8, which is 16 hours of fasting, eight hours of eating is the most popular. If you 
didn't see my videos on intermittent fasting, make sure you check them out on YouTube because they are there. But if you want to lose weight, you want to maximize your weight loss, what you can do is you actually fast your dinner. So you can have a good breakfast, which helps your leptin signaling, good for leptin resistance. You have a good sized meal for, for you know, your mid meal. I call lunch. Some people call it dinner. I call it lunch. Middle, middle of the day, you know, 12, 1 p.m. We know based on our ultradian and circadian rhythms that between 11 and 1 p.m. best time to eat and then don't eat. So then you can have your liquids, you know, and be fasting until the next breakfast the next day. And you don't want to do necessarily intermittent fasting every day of the week. You don't want to downregulate your metabolism too much, in my opinion. But um, yes, that's that's the way. So I want to hear from you. So if you try this hack, if you are intermittent fasting right now, you try this hack and you start to fast your dinner. I want to, I want to hear how it works for you. For me, it, it works amazing and, and you get through it. It's, it's difficult the first few times, um, because you feel like you're starving, but you'll appreciate waking up hungry, having a great breakfast in the morning. This really gets your metabolism going, working out later in the day, working out fasted as well as another way to burn some of that excess body weight. So I don't know why I'm going there today. I'm getting the vibes from people that they want. Yeah. Talk more about the weight loss. So make sure you stay on the line. If you do have questions, or comments as well. I'm going to come back to you, especially on TikTok and Instagram after we close the show. Okay, we're getting to the quiz section. I promise. I just have a, a couple more slides, guys. I think a couple more before we get to quiz time. Okay. All right, just two more slides. Okay, here we go. Best time for sleep. So when is the best time for sleep? Well, this is interesting because I noticed this in my own home, having both boys and girls um, with my kids and my husband, of course, that men actually biologically stay awake later at nighttime and women wake up earlier in the morning. So I have my own sort of theories on that I won't share, but why is that? I, and I explained it to my younger son. Okay, I will share one of my theories. I don't know if this is out there in the literature. But I believe that the men, if they had to go and find food for the family, if they had to hunt at dusk or at dawn, that when the animals were available for, you know, and easier for, for hunting, that that would be, you know, happening closer to that time of the day and they would have to stay up a little bit later at night. Anyways, that's what I explained to my, to my son. I'm not sure if I'm right or not, but you can put it in the comments. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. Best time to go to sleep according to traditional Chinese medicine. And that clock of course is around 10 PM. So when we look at our melatonin secretion, it starts around 9 PM. And of course it, our deepest sleep is usually around 2 PM. And depending on which um, research you look at, the melatonin peaks at different times as we age, it tends to peak a little bit later, which is interesting. I've seen evidence that shows that it peaks a little bit earlier as we age. So I'm not sure who's right there, but the fact is that we have to have that dark room before we fall asleep so that we have any type of melatonin secretion at all. And we have to see that early morning sunlight as well. So I'm going to talk about that in just a second, because now I'm sharing my nine tips to improve your circadian rhythms naturally to help to lose weight, to help to keep you healthy, of course, and to keep your energy levels up and to help with your sleep. So tip number one is to follow mother nature's prescription. So looking at that morning sun first thing in the morning and ideally 
not having glasses on, not having sunglasses on, doing it safely as the sun is just rising. This is very important. This actually sets your body up to make melatonin later in the day because of something called melanopsin that we have in our eyes and on our skin. So that early morning sun exposure is very, very important for sleep, as is part of Mother Nature's prescription being grounded. So making sure that you're connecting with the earth first thing in the morning, very, very important. Tip number two is to, of course, fix your leptin resistance. So if you missed my shows on this, make sure you check out my videos, the nine tips to reverse leptin resistance and follow those tips. Tip number three is to get up, of course, and to go to bed at the same time every day. And the better that you're getting with your circadian rhythms, you will not need an alarm clock. Your body will naturally get up at exactly the same time every morning based on the light cycle. And that's really a good sign of good health. Tip number four is to not eat three hours or more before bedtime. So it's really important not to have food in your system for proper digestion, for proper melatonin and thyroid secretion. You should not be eating before bed. Tip number five is to sleep in a cool, dark room. So this is really, really important that you are covering your skin as much as possible and lowering that temperature in the bedroom or wherever you're sleeping so that you get that restful night's sleep. Tip number six is to cover your skin and your eyes during sleep. So covering up all of those light sensing cells in your eyes and in your sleep. Very, very important. This is something last night I didn't wear my eye mask during sleep and I, I woke up in the middle of the night. I'm like, oh my goodness, I, I am so sensitive to that light. And we have, you know, dark covers, um, blinds that, and there's a bit of light that comes in from outside and yeah couldn't do it. So make sure you always have your blinders on. It makes a huge, huge, huge difference for sleep. Tip number seven is avoid caffeine at least six hours before bedtime. This will do wonders for your sleep, your melatonin, but also to help you in terms of, you know, maybe using caffeine to your advantage in the early morning hours can actually help with your cognition and can help with fat burning as well. Tip number eight is to avoid artificial blue light after the sun has set. And of course, use your blue light blocking glasses. If you do need to have lights on or devices on after the sun has set, make sure that you're using your blue light blocking glasses. And tip number nine, I like to always share the mind-body connection. I want you to reconnect with nature's rhythms. When your circadian rhythms are out of sync, you're probably go, go, go. You maybe have lost touch with nature a little bit. So you've got to reconnect with nature's natural rhythms. That's why the grounding, the sunlight, natural sunlight exposure, very, very important. And following nature's cues when it gets darker and the sun's going away, this is a time for rest and relaxation. And of course, for proper repair and detox when we are sleeping and having that good night's sleep. So there you have it. I hope you enjoy those tips. I can't wait to hear from you. Make sure you drop your comments in the comments or if you do section. Also, if you do have a question, I'd love to hear from you as well. Today, we talked all about circadian rhythms, how to lose weight and get more sleep. Don't forget to turn on your notifications as well. And we're at quiz time. So it's so great to have you all here. Let's go into our quiz question. So remember, we are playing with the for the stress and sleep. And the stress and sleep formulation is something that is from our great sponsors at VitaTree. Okay, are we ready? We're not ready. Okay. 
Uh, who's here today? Hello, I see Francis is here. Hello, nice to see you. Hello to everybody who's tuning in on YouTube and on Facebook. It's nice to see you. Um, Arletta, your son gets watery eyes when using blue light glasses. Why does this happen? So interesting. Well, maybe his eyes are trying to actually detox and flush out um, some of the you know, overexposure that's happened throughout the day. That's sort of my first guess. Um, also make sure that there are high quality blue light blocking glasses to ensure that they're blocking the right wavelengths of the blue light. Sometimes you have to spend a little bit more uh, to get a higher quality product that actually guarantees which wavelengths in the four, usually around the 470 nanometers um, that you want to block that. So that's a great question, Arletta. Good, good, good. It's nice to see you, Marie. Hello on YouTube. Um, and Aria, hello. Nice to see you. So thanks for everybody who's tuning in. I see Francis is here, um, as well as uh, Gulami's here. Raina's here as well. Fabra or Fabraham, nice to see you. Ms. B and Soul is here. Hello, hello to everybody who's here. Peaceful Living 8. A lot of regulars are here. Nice to see you all. I know you have a ton of questions. Okay, let's get to the quiz section. So if you're new here, you're, you know, watching for the first time, you're a new follower, we do this every week on Tuesdays, the quiz section. This is totally for fun, but you are playing. So we, from all of the participants, even if you don't get the questions right, it doesn't matter. Just put your answer in the quiz section. Just do your best. A lot of them are true and false um, this week. So they're super easy, but we're playing for this. So we will randomly select from all of our participants, someone, um, and we will send this to you for free. Okay. Here we go. Question number one, true or false? Men can experience high estrogen. True or false? Men can experience high estrogen. Um, Francis Hadley, 97. Good job. Anybody else? That was very quick. Breakfast Club 90Z. Hello. Nice to see you, Raina. Good job. S. Pammy. Good job. Pear 1966. Good job. Liz. Liz Q has it as well. Good job. Nadia has it as well. Good job. Good job on Instagram. Emma has it on Instagram. Good job. Um, who else is here? Liz M. Rock. Good. Fabraham. Good. User 618. Rohamsa? Bohemsta. Did I say that right? Candies. Good job. Cotton Candy 8604. Good job. Anybody else? Uh, Aisha. Hello. Yes. Good job, Arletta, good job. And uh, True Organic on Instagram, good job. Who, sorry? Diva Organic, we have lots of organics on Instagram, woohoo. Oh, oh, <laughs> I see, <laughs> never mind me. Uh, it was the answer in my ear, now I'm getting a True Organic. No, it's Diva Organic, okay, it's true. Yes, don't give me, don't do that, <laughs> thank you. Okay. Yes, it is true. So yes, men can experience high estrogen. So this is something that we talked about in last week's show. So make sure you, if you missed last week's show, make sure you check it out. Hello, Lee for free is here as well. Okay. Question number two, what usually depletes more during menopause, estrogen or progesterone? Um, Oh, Lee for free, you looked up Stephen Sinatra's articles. Awesome, awesome. I'm so glad. Yeah, I think we talked about him in yesterday's live, right? Awesome. Um, TikTok has it. Hadley97, good job. Um, good try. 
I should say. Francis, good. Fabra, Ham, good job. Gandhi, good job. Um, Raina, Cblock87, hello. Nice to see you. Melbourne, P. Thomas, Breakfast Club 90, uh, Camdies, Stacy's Need. Wow, a lot of good answers here. Good, 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 good. Nadia, Emma, good job. Diva Organic as well. Uh, Arletta, good job on Facebook. Anybody else? Yes, so the answer is progesterone. So yeah, so there's a relative decrease of that progesterone more so than the estrogen. And that's why there's often this problem of estrogen dominance. So if you, again, you missed last week's show, make sure you check it out. Okay, question number three, true or false? Thyroid hormone is required to help the liver detoxify excess estrogen. Thyroid hormone is required to help the liver to detoxify S excess estrogen. True or false? Um, oh, TikTok. Woo. Wow. Everybody's very fast. Francis, very quick. Hadley, good. Camdies, Seablock, Bear, 19660, Gandhi, Fabraham, um, Raina, Melbourne, Breakfast Club 90, Stacy's Need user. Good job, everyone. Emma has it as well. Nadia, Diva Organic, Sonia as well on Facebook. Boha Boham? Bohemsta. Good job. Liz Q as well. Wow. Elfir something. Yeah, good job, everyone. Nani Ironman. Good job. Kim Jack, Gulami. Um, nice to see you, P. Thomas. And who else did I miss? Uh, Tink. Uh, thanks for joining in. Hi from Vancouver, Sienna Blaze. Nice to see you. So we're just in the quiz section of my show and we're playing for a prize. So just do your best. Um, we're playing for the stress and sleep formula from our great sponsors at Vitatree. Okay. The answer was True. Yes, you do need active thyroid hormone to help your liver to detoxify that excess estrogen. Okay, question number four. What mineral can help with menstrual cramps? What mineral can help with menstrual cramps? Anyone? <laughs> Jokes in my ear again. That's good. Ah, uh, Francis. I like that answer. It's good. Hi in Toronto, user 618. Um, Fabraham, good try. Cblock87, good job. Anybody else? Raina? Uh, yeah, not, not the one I was thinking of. Hadley, good job. Um, CX3 Interiors. I, I see that answer coming up a lot. It's debatable. Melbourne, good job. Hadley97, Liz Q has it on Instagram. Good job. Bear19660, Stacy's Need. Good job. Uh, Kim Jack, thanks for the likes. Thanks for all those likes. Oh, 18K likes on TikTok. Wow. Thank you. And thanks for all the follow. Kathleen on, yeah, good job. Uh, Diane, pretty good answer. Sonia, good job. Arletta, good job on Facebook. I see those answers. Good job. Um, KQN has it as well. Nice. On, on Instagram, um, user 618, Gandhi. Good job. So who, sir? Al Althea? Althea. Althea Rovinelli? Yeah, good job. Althea. Oh, Althea, sorry. Um, okay, so yes, the answer is 
Magnesium can help with menstrual cramps. So I saw some other answers. Iron, um, debatable, perhaps. I saw zinc there as well. Magnesium is a muscle relaxant. That's what I was looking for because it can help to decrease that cramping. But there's other nutrients, of course, that will help with menstrual cramps. Uh, vitamin E as well from natural sources, of course. Okay. Question number five, final question for this week. True or false? A low fiber diet is good for estrogen dominance. Oh yeah. Jojo relaxing gave the chocolate answer for the last question. Same one I got in my year from Melinda. Very good. Very good. Um, oh wow. Everybody's, everybody's, I, I thought I was going to trick people with this one. No. Okay. You guys are too smart for me. Um, uh, C block. Yes, I'll come back. So stay on the line. I'll talk about castor oil packs when we close the show. So don't go anywhere on TikTok. Okay. Francis. Good job. Francis, I think was like five for five getting her answer in first this week. So that's very good. Francis Hadley. Good job. Melbourne, Fabraham, Reina, Gulami, Stacy's Need, Liz M. Rock, Bear, 1966, User 618, um, Cotton Candy, 8604, uh, Breakfast Club's 90s. I love that. Uh, S. Pammy, Reina, Melbourne. Did I get everybody? Emma, Diva Organic, Diane, Pretty, Arletta. Good job. Sonia, good job. Noni Ironman, good job. Marie, hello on YouTube. Good job, good job. Um, MJH, uh, good try. Chris, good try on, on TikTok. Liz Q has it as well on Instagram. Good job. Boham, so good job. Althea, good. Um, I think, I think I got everybody. Yay. Okay. Uh, Francis, you're aiming to impress. <laughs> That's good. That's very good. And Bear1966, Liz M. Rock, Stacey's Need. I think I mentioned all of you. So thank you. Yes, guys, it was false. The answer was false. So we need more fiber to help to get that excess estrogen out of our bodies. For This is for guys too, but especially for women to balance our hormones and the estrogen dominance. So again, if you missed last week's episode on estrogen dominance, check it out. It is on YouTube. You will love that information to help to find that balance for your hormones. So there we have it. Today we talked all about circadian rhythm how to lose weight and get more sleep. I hope you have some future questions and comments for me. Please drop them in the comment section, whichever method that you're streaming in on. Be sure to share this video as well. And I appreciate all the love that you gave me, all the thumbs ups, all the hearts and all those fun things that I got and all the likes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, we're almost at 20K likes now on TikTok, which is awesome. So thank you to everybody for doing all of that throughout today's episode. If you're new to my channel, make sure that you're subscribed and make sure whichever platform you're on that you click yes for the notifications. Usually it's a little bell. It's on TikTok as well. So you can click to be notified whenever I go live. Everyone has a calling in life. And one of mine is to educate you how to live your life in tune and in line with nature. Thanks for watching.